Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, I have a question for you. Of course you do. What's the question of the day, my friend? Countries are opening up. Travel is picking up again, even international travel, Trish. Yes. If I could say to you, you have an all expenses paid trip to see any famous world landmark of your choice. Oh, which are you choosing? Oh my goodness. Anything. You know what? It's funny because it's not a place that I actually plan to go, but I would love to see the great wall, but yet I have, I really don't. And I love China. I love traveling to China, but I have no desire to go to Beijing other than to see that. I have seen it. I've climbed up on it. Is that worthy? Uh, yeah, it was quite the, I loved it. I, I don't know that I'd go back. It was one of the most, I was there in July that particular oh. year in Beijing. And it was maybe the hottest and sweatiest I'd ever been in my life climbing up. Uh, it, they take you up there, at least where I was, they take you up on kind of a ski lift kind of contraption. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Well, no, good. but that's only part of the way. And then there was a lot of climbing after that to actually oh. get, get up to where, where the fun part is, but yeah. So there's no it. like VIP great wall experience or I, something I, I could I, do. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't buy that package, I guess. Maybe there is. Oh. I don't know. I was all right. I, I was well, what about package. What about you? Where would you go? Yeah, I, I looked through a list of a number of these after I thought about the question. Okay. So there's so many. I think it would have something to do with artwork, museum-ish. So oh. I, I think I picked I picked the Sistine Chapel. I've never seen that. Oh, I think that'd be yeah. cool. Could photo op. Um, can I change my answer? That sounds better than my answer. You can change whatever. We can, we'll edit it out. We'll, uh, we'll edit all this out later. That's I'll fine. tell you what, though. My kids, I told them we could go international for their graduation trip from high school. So they graduate and twins graduating in May and um, they wanted to go to London. So I'm hoping that that's what we do. But again, lots of museums, right? There are a ton of great museums in uh, London. So, yeah. and we might pop over to, I want to go over to uh, Paris. Yeah. Uh, speaking of data security, Trish, which you weren't, but <laughs> it's time now to pivot to the actual show. All right, let's today. pivot. We have a great show today on a topic that is really, really important. And we've got some friends of ours from Oracle today joining us to talk about actually a very, I mean, serious, but important and I think super interesting topic around uh, people data and people data security. And it's one we have not really talked about a lot. We've talked about everything you could talk about on this show in 13 years or however long we've been doing it. We've not touched on data security all that much. And I actually think it's something that needs to be talked about a little bit more. So, and we're going to talk about it today with a couple of our friends from Oracle. So let's welcome them to the show. First, we're super excited to welcome Sherry Bartles. She is the director of HCM product strategy at Oracle. Sherry leads product strategy for Oracle Cloud HCM's workforce management applications and has held past positions leading product strategy for both the eBusiness Suite and the PeopleSoft HCM applications. Sherry, how are you today? I'm great, Steve. Thank you so much. Trish, it's really great to be here. Thank you. Awesome to have you here. And and, uh, Sherry, at the end of the show, I'm going to try to book you for my other podcast, like e-business suite memories. Cause I, I will do four hours on that topic. <laughs> I could talk I were, e-business suite. Okay? I would loved e-business suite. <laughs> I still love it. Um, I still yeah, just- there's lots of stories there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also we're excited to welcome Aman D'Souza. He's a senior director of risk cloud strategy at Oracle. Aman interacts with hundreds of customers each year about transformations that solve their application security risk management and compliance challenges. Aman, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm thank you. Thank you, Steve. Hi, Trish. 
Hello, welcome to the show. Great to see you. So yeah, we want to talk about data security, right? I'm going to try to be nice here, but there's been some incidents in our industry, uh, some data breaches, right? Really high profile incidences. There's been problems in the past even that were only sort of indirectly related to HR tech, but with really sensitive employee data getting leaked out into the world and lots of really, lots of bad actors out there. We, we know that for sure. Um, Oracle's recently announced some enhancements to the HCM uh, cloud suite, specifically around uh, data security and risk management. And uh, Sherry, I'll, I'll start with you. Could maybe talk a little bit about just the topic of uh, people data, data security, and why that's really something that uh, HR and HR tech folks really need to take a lot more seriously than perhaps we have in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if, if you think about like what's happened in the last couple of years with, with the pandemic and um, organizations having to shift the way that they do business and many of them, you know, this has caused them to expedite their moves to the cloud. And with that comes a whole new way of managing security and many weren't prepared. They didn't have a good security plan in place, if you will. And so, you know, then, and many don't really understand the differences with security in the cloud and who actually owns security in the cloud. And so there's a couple of things. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the way that people are doing business and the workforce is, is working from different places than they were before, you know, more people working from home or, or other locations. Um, also working in different roles in the company, maybe perhaps because there's a shortage of labor, they're having to work multiple roles. And so, you know, with all that, your HR data needs to be flexible enough and agile enough to accommodate all that which it can, but it also needs to make sure that while these things are happening, that security is upheld. Um, and so in terms of understanding the, you know, who owns the responsibility of cloud security, it's just a shared responsibility. And so while Oracle has been a leader in data security for more than 40 years, um, you know, we, we've always taken a security first approach and we uh, try to help our customers to do the same. It is a shared responsibility. So we, we provide the Oracle cloud infrastructure that really provides this barrier around our cloud applications to help keep everything inside protected. And then we also provide the security tools that then our customers need to leverage to, to, to implement properly um, in order to you know, protect not only from the outside in, but also the inside out. Because the majority, <laughs> there's the, all the surveys out there say like the majority of breaches that occur actually occur from the inside of an organization. So people that, that have the right you know, they have privileged access to access data that perhaps they shouldn't. Yeah. Amon, so there's I'd a like, lot to it. Sherry, thank you for that. Amon, I'd, I'd like to maybe get your thoughts on just cl uh, 
data security in the cloud, enterprise data security in the cloud, say contrasted to maybe the old ways we might have thought about data security, perhaps if we were running yeah. custom applications or even 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 off the shelf applications that were run on premise, right? Which still there's still some customers out there doing this, right? And many of us Absolutely. came up in that environment. And I know. I know this is different, right? They're not exactly the same. And 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 you you mentioned uh, you know, you've uh, kind of played on both sides of this a little bit too, right? Across uh, across ERP and HCM, et cetera. I'd love for you to just maybe share a little bit about just cloud data security more specifically. Absolutely. So um, on premise, or you know, when when customers had their uh, their data on on their own site, right? Um, they had much better control and it was their responsibility. A lot of these things were their responsibility um, to control, right? Because the machines were on their site, uh, who has access to those machines, all of that was their responsibility. With the cloud, as a vendor, Oracle takes on a lot more responsibility because you know the machines are on our site, um, and so, and we do it, we take care of that security in ways that an individual customer or one organization where that's not their primary business, right? So we can do it far better. The issue is that last bit, who actually has access mm -hmm. to your systems and what access do they have, right? For instance, you want, wouldn't want the same sort of access for somebody in finance versus somebody in HR right? Different issues. In finance, you got financial data being exposed. Um, with HR, you got HR data. You wouldn't want the same person to be able to, um, let's say, hire an employee and then pay that employee <laughs> because that creates a risk for the organization. That's just not, you know, a healthy risk to take. It's an unnecessary risk to take, right? Um, and now with people working virtually, right? And COVID certainly accelerated that. Uh, plus the world is digital. People are working off their phones, off their laptops. Uh, that virtualization was there before COVID. COVID accelerated and it's here to stay, right? So now those people are not on your site either. And if one of them is breached, essentially your organization is breached, right? So yes, you have a lot of insider threats, but also you don't want necessarily anybody to know who can hire an employee, mm -hmm or who can pay an employee uh, because then somebody, they become a target now, right? A target for attack. And it's a, it's a team effort. It's a collaborative effort. We as a vendor have to do our part, but we also know that customers have to do their part. And that's not trivial, right? Um, especially when you've got thousands of employees around the world in different places um, and they may have different access. You want to monitor that and to do that manually it's not trivial. In fact, it's virtually impossible, right? Um, so what we've done is we've provided tools that basically enable our customers to do that monitoring in an automated fashion, automated using AI uh, to help monitor who has access to what. Uh, and what's really new and we're really excited about this is that now they can detect anomalies. Okay, so, um, so we were already helping with monitoring of user access, monitoring of user activity. Uh, but now we have that additional layer where we can actually flag if someone's, um, let's say, accessing HR data outside your typical hours, which might indicate a higher risk and immediately flag it for someone's attention to investigate.
So no, thank you for, for both of you for explaining that, because again, I'm trying to think back to, you know, having been an EBS user, right. And how things worked back in the day, um, to now it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, you it's not just those external threats, but you both kind of touching on there are some, some of that internal threats, right. That, that come along. And I know in the release where, you know, where it was kind of going through all of the different potential threats, it says, including suspicious employee activity. And I was wondering like, what would that flag? So Aman, it sounds like then, so it could even be someone on the HR team. It could be someone on your payroll team, it could be a leader, right? If they have certain access, I didn't really even think about accessing it at a different time of day, which might be fine, right? Maybe they're just up in the middle of the night and decided to work. But if you started seeing patterns, I, I definitely have not had it in my career where I could have any sort of tool that would give me that. What does that look like? Um, and this will go to whoever's the most appropriate to answer this. As the end user, right, who's getting to monitor this, what does that look like for me? Is it a dashboard I have? Is it a report I receive automatically that's sort of saying, here are the anomalies? How does how does this actually work for the end user? Shay, should I take that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So um, what it looks like is you, you prioritize the risks, and we actually have a set of risks that we recommend you consider strongly, right? Okay. Um, and then you deploy these rules and they essentially continuously, they, they monitor your system and flag anything that's unusual, right? So you don't have to flag every user accessing and you don't have to worry about that, right? The tool finds anomalies for you based on your rules um, and brings them to your attention right? So it's alerts, notifications, uh, so that you can then investigate and decide whether that's an issue that, you know, warrants action or whether it's something expected um, that because of what you know about your organization, right? And because of that, you can really sleep at night because the machine is working for you, right? That AI behind the scenes is working for you um, and helping you have trust and confidence in your, in your systems, and building that trust across the enterprise, right? For employees, for employers. For instance, I certainly don't want my information breached, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to know that in my organization, my employer is doing what they can to protect that. I also want to know that should I get breached and someone do something internally on behalf of me, right? Having breached my access, uh, that the organization will flag right? Uh, so it really builds trust both ways for the employees, for the enterprise, um, and builds that confidence around your systems and that you have good solid control around who has access to your systems, to your HR, to very sensitive private data there and what they're doing with that data. Yeah. And if I can add um, some of the, the real world examples of these anomalies that, that we're now looking for, um, focus around like time and frequency. So, you know, is somebody accessing data on the weekend when they normally don't do that? And if so, why, you know, and for particular data, right? Sensitive data. Um, is somebody accessing the data from a different location than they normally do? Or perhaps like from two different geographical locations. And so, you know, that's just something that maybe should be investigated. 
Yeah, the, um, Jerry, I'll then, interrupt for a second. That's a really yeah. good one and a powerful example because I'm thinking about, I don't know, just pick your e-commerce site that you like. I feel like if I ever access, I don't want to name any, I don't know if they all do it, but whatever, some shopping site, right? And if I access it normally at home and that's where I do my Instacarting or Amazoning or whatever I do, and then I happen to be traveling maybe, and I, ac- I try to access that same e-commerce and it's coming in on a different location, a different IP mm-hmm. or whatnot. And then I, boom, I get, I get flagged, right? Hey, right. You, this is, we don't recognize this machine or something like that. Right. And you've got to do some authentication, maybe a two-factor thing or whatever it is. I'm not aware that that, that type of thing ever existed before for sensitive employee data inside the organization, either that kind of really active kind of uh, authentications or just even flagging these uh, incidences to administrators, like you're talking about, Sherry, I think that's really, really important to note. Like we sort of expect that in our normal lives, but we really need to expect better kind of security around our, our people data too, I think. Yeah. You know, it's funny because yes, you know, with the things that are happening in our world today, I, uh, yesterday I went down to the ATM and pulled out a pretty good size amount of cash, Nice, (laughs) you know, just to have it on hand, just in case anything strange happens. (laughs) I know, call me crazy. But anyway, so when I did that, cause I don't, I usually don't carry cash around. So I never, like, I probably can't even tell you when I last went to the ATM. And so I thought like, are they going to like close my, you know, like put a stop on my account or or what, but yeah, same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it gives, it gives the employee and the employer comfort, right? So Amon, you, you kind of allude to that. It's, it's definitely feeling like trust and, and feeling like you can not worry that your data is going to just be easily accessible, right? I guess anything could, could happen, right? Um, but just reducing that chance. And it's probably something I don't know, as an HR leader, I don't know, I spent a ton of time thinking about maybe because on premise, it was maybe I'm thinking like, oh, the IT team has it, right? They've got this under control. Or, you know, if we even had a risk and security, you know, group or something, but, but now it feels good. I think it, it empowers your HR leaders too, or whatever business leader, right? Because this does go across wider than just HCM, but it empowers your business leaders to feel very confident, which is a good thing. I would think too, and, and let me know, uh, either one of you, if you've, if you've heard any of these stories yet, I would think too, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, a war for talent still, right. And, and trying to retain your best people. I would think that would be something you could even bring up in an interview. Like, Hey, we, we use systems to where we are very particular about the way that your data is secured while you're an employer, an employee here. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's all different kind of use cases for data security. Do you see that Aman in, in some of the clients that use Oracle and, and are experiencing Absolutely. these secure Absolutely. data? We've got, um, we've got about six different use cases that we target and they, they cut across user access and activity. Uh, it starts with, you know, things like financial integrity, your payroll, making sure payroll integrity, right? So there isn't a, a ghost employee situation where someone's used access to create an employee who doesn't exist, but is now getting paychecks, right? So there's a financial implication to it. There is a private data implication to it. Privacy laws are now formalizing around the world, right? In Europe, there's GDPR. In, um, in the US, there's CCPA and a variety of other jurisdictions are imposing privacy laws, but it's really the right thing to do. 
to maintain an employee's data as private and treat it that way, respect it, right? Um, so you're able to do that. There's compliance issues around Sarbanes-Oxley or internal controls over financial reporting. Um, there's just process integrity and assurance, right? So from cyber threats, um, yes, the IT team will be will care about this. Uh, but in today's world, cyber threats and cybersecurity is not just an IT issue. It cuts across the C-suite. Every you know every part of the organization needs to care and do their part. So it's really about maintaining integrity throughout the hire to retire process, right? End to end from the private data of the people you are, um, you know, candidates through the recruiting process and what happens to that data, uh, employees and their payroll and their, you know, um, time and labor, that sort of stuff. And then all the way to what happens, um, you know, when they retire or exit the organization, when they go through career transitions, um, does the access evolve through that transition, right? So let's say I move from my current role to a different role, has my access changed? Or does somebody, uh, or do, you know, somebody in a new role start accessing information that they should no longer have access to, right? And just keeping up with that around the world, employees are global now, right? Uh, organizations are global. They could be um, working from home, remote. You have to keep up with that. Um, and it's not trivial. So the power of this tool is to allow people to sleep at night and do the most important things that they need to do while this runs in the background and takes care of, you know, keeping things secure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stories and some sort of sad ones, right. Around data breaches, almost exclusively though, right. Coming from these kind of inside threats, if you will. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, the uh, Sony pictures, remember that one, the mm -hmm. data hack from Sony pictures right. and all these movie stars salaries getting released yeah. and their bonuses and whatnot. And it wasn't because someone broke into whatever HR system they were using. I don't even know what it was. It was because someone went into the HR system and downloaded all kinds of compensation data and then sent it on an email, right? And then the emails got hacked, right? Eventually, and then this data became uh, a public data. So I guess I'm telling you that story just because one, it was interesting, but two, it's there's an element of kind of... Um, uh, internal, I don't know, awareness, training, best practices, et cetera, et cetera, that must accompany, I think, any kind of um, HR system migration to the cloud, or even just if you're not migrating, you're, you're there now. But I think it's easy. I think it's been easy for some organizations to think, okay, I've moved my HR and payroll systems to the cloud. Now my vendors taking care of security for me and I don't have to worry about it so much anymore. And I don't think that's the case at all. So uh, maybe uh, Amano and or Sherry could comment a little bit about just kind of internally uh, what HR leaders should really be thinking about in terms of making sure that their teams and their employees are aware of, of, of these potential breaches and threats uh, that, that often come from inside the organization. Yeah. Um, so you know, as a, as a cloud vendor um, focused on making sure our customers' data is secure, um, we work with our customers' uh, systems integrators to make sure that they understand our capabilities and how to best implement them. And one of the great capabilities that um, Oracle Advanced HCM Controls has 
is to assist in the implementation process. So right off the bat, as soon as like a customer is starting to implement Oracle Cloud HCM, because it's part of HCM, as they're looking at how they're gonna assign their different roles and responsibilities, our solution can be working in the background to say like, hey, wait a minute, I don't think you should really be making that move right now. You know, you should really be separating out these responsibilities because you're giving too much power here, for example, to, you know, hire somebody and do a quick pay and payroll. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that can just lend way to having a ghost employee and money is being funneled somewhere. Um, And so right off the bat, as soon as, you know, the customer is implementing along with their systems integrator, we're helping them with best practices. We have a library of um, different rules and um, you know things that they can take advantage of as they're implementing. And then even later down the road, you know, as the organization changes and they need to delve out new roles and responsibilities, the, the system is still there with them. And it's still saying like, hmm, probably not the best move, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they may have a valid business reason for giving that much power to any one person, but at least they're aware that, oh, this is a potential risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe we ought to have other checks and balances in place if we need to allow this. Yeah, that's, that's Mm -hmm. a good example, because I think we all run into it. It sounds like, I mean, you could start out quite innocently, right? You're not thinking about having Mm -hmm. someone do something nefarious, but you put those, those things in place. And now all of a sudden, maybe you hire someone else and they do. Right. So it's, yeah. And, and I think too, the longer you work somewhere, you, you forget sometimes how you've set certain things up and what the checks and balances are, if there are any. So I think it's nice to have kind of these alerts and these notifications to prompt you to rethink these on a more regular basis too. Because again, to Steve's earlier point, from a consumer perspective, we have these in a lot of the other, you know, technologies we use in our daily life. But from a work perspective, we don't always have those little nudges and those notifications. So I like that it's that way. I like it's very, um, just very forward thinking. Maybe when I'm in my role and I'm not in that mode, right? Every single day. So that's, it's really good. What kind of feedback are you getting, Amon? Are you, um, I know you, you work across the entire, um, you know, the entire systems there, systems and controls. What type of feedback do you get from clients when they understand the level of security that you provide to them? When they understand it and when they get it, the answer is almost unanimous. Why didn't we do this before? right? They wish they had, when they, were, when they were looking for a HCM system, they wish they had used it and asked for it right up front, right? Um, some of them, when they first learn about it, they're a little unsure about whether they need it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more they think about it and the more they have conversations within the organization, they realize that what the tool does is actually not happening in their organization today. And it's a wide open gap, right? Uh, so it's falling somewhere between the chairs of, um, you know, HR or technology or finance, right? right. Um, and then when they adopt it, uh, it really ramps up their maturity around cybersecurity very quickly. Because 
before they don't know what they don't know, right? So it's blissfully unawares. But the moment this shines a light on, you know, user access and activity and what's happening and sort of starts percolating up potential risks, uh, now all of a sudden they are aware. And, um, and then, you know, gradually it, it really helps them ramp up their maturity level very quickly. Uh, they start out with a handful of controls and quickly as they bring those incident counts down and mitigate those risks, they layer on and on and start getting a solid assurance around their HR process. Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling. I, again, I'm thinking like, I just don't know that I, in my career, I really spent that much time thinking about it, but now I feel like, gosh, I should, I should have. Right. And, and, you know, Sherry, to your point earlier, we've got people working all over the globe now, right. From locations that are so different. So um, just that much more opportunity, I think for things to maybe go, um, go wrong. Absolutely. Nice way to prevent it. Yeah. There's a paradigm shift too. It's several different, the technology has evolved. Right. So now this is possible, which would have been very expensive before. Uh, so also technology has evolved on the other side, the people hacking in the mm-hmm. technology is Im- involved for employees. They're virtualized now. Right. Before they had to come in. Now they don't have to anymore. Um, threats have evolved. The pandemic has you know, driven a wedge through society. They're the haves and the have nots. Um, and so the motivation for um, you know, malactors has been, has uh, spiked. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on in parallel that are really driving awareness and um, highlighting the need for this product. Yeah. Uh, last one for me, I think, uh, and I'll, I'll, Sherry, I'll ask you, uh, these new features, these advanced HCM controls that you guys recently announced, are these just kind of, um, I don't want to oversimplify it, but kind of just turn it on they they and they'll start working for you right away is it is it a is it a lot to sort of consider and set up for a customer experience point of view or is it something that hey enable this capability and and you know and and, it, and it's and it's there yeah actually i'll let amon take that one because okay. i think he can explain the setup process a little bit better than i can but sure yeah um so the answer uh, steve is yes and no so yes, the tool is actually super easy to turn on and use, okay? Uh, you can literally have a control up and running within a day, within hours, okay? okay? Um, but most, most customers are likely to need guidance okay? Uh, because you need to know how. It, the tool is very powerful, right? And so what you don't want to do is flood yourself with incidents that you then don't know how to manage. So you really want to take a risk-based approach and okay. prioritize the most critical risks, right? right. Um, the way you I don't frame necessarily it, want a whole bunch of like false positives, if you will, right? If exactly you, you, don't, you don't want to set up the alert to say, oh, if someone logged in at five oh one p.m., maybe like right. let's flag that, right? Exactly. Okay. You don't want to boil the ocean for a cup of tea, right? You waste <laughs> a lot of energy and you'd never get your cup of tea. So you really want to target it on wherever your highest risks are, start there. Get that taken care of, move down, right? So you want to rank order. And, um, you know, implementation partners are very savvy now with the product. They know what to do. Uh, They can guide you through the process and get you really fast time to value. Yeah, I love it. And you, Aman, I just want to say, kind of reiterate, you did say that it's not something that is the 
as the buyer uh, or the customer that you have to come up with these lists on your own. You said Oracle does have sort of lists that you will provide to whether that's through your implementation partner or to the the customer themselves, right? To kind of, again, guide you down the path. It's not like you're having to imagine what your no. biggest risks even are. You would know that from, you know, all the thousands and thousands of customers you deal with on a daily basis, right? So you're gathering all that data and then you're giving it to your customers to do with what they want if it fits their scenarios. Absolutely. We call them a library of best practice controls that you can get started with. Um, And that's the fastest way to get your system assurance, right? But then you can also do custom controls, right? Things that are tuned for your business that maybe, you know, you're in a specific industry or your org structure is very specific that you need something unique, a risk that you're concerned about. You can do that too. So it's very versatile. Great. This is really good, good stuff. stuff. I love it. I, I'm glad we got a chance to talk a little bit about uh, data security and sort of managing risk and kind of some of the ways that uh, Oracle is kind of moving the needle on this, right? To try to protect, man, I'm going to tell you what, if the organization loses control of its people's data, that is so bad all the way around. And, you know, as your reputation as an employer, right? The, 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 the spirit and engagement of the employees themselves as they're going through this, the news media, quite frankly, will get all over it, honestly, in this day and age. And it's, it's something that, that will be awful to recover from. And it's kind it of like, yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah. Absolutely. Very. And it's just hurtful. You know, when you think again, we, I said earlier, something about retention. I mean, your employees want to work somewhere where they feel cared for and, and where they have trust in, mm-hmm. um, what better way? To, to take care of your employees by making them feel safe and secure and that they're not at risk. Good right? stuff. So we right. will um, share some links in the show notes to where folks can learn more about the, these new capabilities the, um, uh, from the Oracle Cloud HCM suite. Uh, Sherry, last question. Last question. I promise. I'm going to say <laughs> it. I was eBusiness Suite 10.4. That was my first, uh, that was my first experience. What, do you remember yours? What number? Uh Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, you don't have to. I'm teasing. I, you went back no, to I don't remember. It's yes. funny because I remember my my last release with PeopleSoft was release nine. Okay. So, oh no. Oh, you guys uh, are yeah. funny. I, I, I don't care. We're in the weeds. <laughs> I know. I, 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 that, that's a good signal. We should probably wrap up. So uh, we want to thank our friends, Sherry Bartles, Amon D'Souza from Oracle. Uh, sharing the news about these new capabilities that we definitely want folks to check out. It's really an important step. It's one that uh, it's important to us, right? Uh, data security and, and, and data integrity are just huge, huge issues for HR and for HR tech professionals. And uh, it's important that uh, you're working with a, a provider that uh, has devoted a lot of time and attention to those, uh, to those issues as well. So again, we'll put links in, uh, to the show notes as well. And uh, Sherry and Amon, thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Steve. It was our pleasure to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you both. All Thank right. you for having us. Good Thanks. stuff, Trish. I know you Thanks, love Steve. like Thanks, this Trish. like deep data HR geeky stuff. I, know I do. I do. You know what? I do because it's important. Like being in human resources is challenging, right? Even, and it gets, you know, we've talked about it. It gets more and more challenging with all of these different changes in our world every single day now. So I, uh, this, this is provides relief again, yeah. if I'm a listener and I'm, I'm a practitioner, this, this would provide relief. It also, we say this a lot on the show, it gives you something to go back and talk with your team with, 
uh, about um, a topic for your own training, right? So definitely we'll, like you said, we'll put show uh, links in the show notes around where to go for more information, but please use the, uh, the Oracle website to um, provide resources for these discussions with your, yeah. your team as you're great kind stuff of there. informing them. All right. Good stuff. We must, we will leave it there. Uh, thank you uh, to our guests again, uh, Trish, for you, for our guests. My name is Steve Bose. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. Uh, please remember to subscribe and you can find all the show archives, of course, at hrhappyhour.net. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. 